You're listening to the Tweakwo Podcast. You know, I've come to realize that the best things in life kind of happen when you're not trying to plan on them, right? You know, like love develops from plain ordinary friendship and babies are usually born happily unplanned. It's like that old saying, a watch pot never boils. Maybe, just maybe, it has to do with looking out for the small things in life and enjoying the moment that you're living in. From the Vault 3x9 recording room, I'm Jake Alexander, and this is the Tweakable Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the Lone Wolf, the Voice in the Void, your favorite host of the list. You know how I do. We start this off the same way we start every podcast episode off by me telling you thank you for tuning in and listening to this pokey little podcast. I don't care if it's one, five, ten, a hundred, a thousand of you. Hopefully, it's a thousand of you. It'd be nice if it was a thousand of you. Uh, but yeah, I'm just so glad you all decided to tune in and listen today. Hey, we're gonna have some fun today. It's a, you know, it's a beautiful warm wednesday and i'm having fun today i'm feeling good it's just a good day all around it's a good life all around so we're gonna have some fun today we're gonna go back to our roots and we're gonna talk about some anime later on uh but first i just want to get into a little bit of news so let's start off with that We're going to start off the news today by paying tribute to the passing of Clarence Williams III. He was a very good actor. He passed away on June 4th from colon cancer at his home in Los Angeles. Uh, if you don't know the name, I guarantee you, you know the face. Uh, he's best known for playing Link Hayes from the Mod Squad in the 60s and early 70s. But for me, he'll always be Prince's father in the Purple Rain, and he'll really be the dude who scared the shit out of all of us and, uh, as he played the uh, mortician in Tales from the Hood. Um, to me, he was just one of the words that was thrown around about him, about his acting skill after he, uh, after his passing, is multifaceted, which that is probably the most apropos word I can possibly think of. The man played everything, epitome of cool in Mod Squad, scared the hell out of us in Tales from the Hood. I mean, it, I mean, hell, even as a gangster in America and gangster playing Bumpy Johnson next to Denzel, he was just, he had such a presence. So he's gone and hopefully somebody can come along and, um, you know, take his place as, in that multifaceted way. Uh, he was 81, so that's a pretty long, happy life. Uh, moving from bad news to some good news. Uh, if you live in New York, I guess you will be happy because Madison Square Garden is getting ready to open back up fully to live concerts. And your first live concert is June 20th. And guess who's coming to town? 
the Foo Fighters. Now, I personally love the Foo Fighters. I wish I had the money to get a, a you know, some way to get to New York and pay for a ticket and be at that concert. Because trust me, I'd be there first chance I get. I love the Foo Fighters. And hey, man, after all this nonsense has gone on, it'd be nice to just, you know, go to a concert and just sing your heart out, right? Um, uh, and with, you know, Foo Fighters, they're being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year as well, alongside Jay-Z and uh, a couple of other cats. Hey, man, this is like uh, 20, 2021 is going to be the year to Foo, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that concert is only open to folks who are fully vaccinated. So, hey, look, don't be mad at me. It's not my rules. I'm just a messenger letting you know what's up. Uh, keep it going. If you've been paying attention to IG or on Twitter, Netflix has been having their Geek Week. And they got some great reveals going on, man. They're on day three today. Uh, for me, day two is going to be the biggest this week. I don't care what they come up with today, tomorrow, or Friday. Uh, because they had a ton of Cowboy Bebop uh, live action movie reveals yesterday. Um, firstly, Yoko Kano, who was the composer um, from the um, original anime. She's returning to compose new music for the live action. And trust me, man, it's just like the little uh, teaser they put out on uh, Twitter. There is no Cowboy Bebop without Yoko Kano. Uh, also, in that little teaser, we actually got to see uh, John Choi, John Cho, and uh, the two actors that are playing Faye Valentine and Jet Black. Uh, John Cho is going to play uh, Spike Spiegel, and they all look really good. Like John Cho had the hair going on just like Spike, and I, I couldn't believe they actually got his hair to like look like Spike's because Spike has some really weird hair, you know, going on, but. John Cho looks just like him, and I love it. I don't, I don't care if he's Asian versus whatever Spike's supposed to be in the anime. I guess whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. And the last part about all that is I thought this was going to be like far off the live animation. I mean, the live action for uh, Kawi Bebop. I thought it was going to be like next year. No, it's this fall. They're dropping it this fall. So God bless, God bless Netflix for making 2021 just a hell of a lot better for all of us, right? <laughs> Because believe me, without without Netflix and a couple of other streaming sites, it'd be kind of, you know, real, real boring going on around here. Now, I read something in a Batman comic. Well, not so much a Batman comic, but basically a DC comic that is kind of, it may make you want to go read more on Batman and everything that's going on. So, in John Ridley's latest issue of the other history of the DC universe, uh, Detective Montoya, where she's a detective now. It used to be Officer Montoya, but she's a detective now. Everybody pretty much knows her. She put forth a, a Batman villain theory of sorts, right? It's kind of twisted. It's really dark. So, so peep this game. So Detective Montoya seems to think that maybe, just maybe, the reason why there are so many villains in Gotham versus everywhere else, right, is because the villains are actually the descendants of some of the wealthiest families that have ever been in Gotham, right? You know, families like the Elliots, the Kanes, the Drakes, the St. Clouds and even the Waynes, right? So apparently her theory goes that these villains are actually the descendants, the kids of those wealthy families. And that's why they always wind up in Arkham and getting quote unquote treated and released or they just escape outright because the families really don't want their kids to be in jail. It's kind of a crazy twisted theory, but and I like it, but I got, see, I'm play devil's advocate. So here's why I don't believe it. Because if one of these descendants is actually the um, descendants of like the Waynes, right? Or even the Canes and the Drakes, and those families are really close, really good friends. Then why would Batman actually be fighting these people and putting them in Arkham when he knows they need to be in just a regular prison? It's just kind of crazy that the family would have a descendant that is a villain versus a 
descendant that is, you know, the hero. And I'm not going to say superhero because he has no superpower, but he's the hero, right? But here's why I actually believe it. Wouldn't it make sense that Batman, Bruce Wayne, would find out that all these villains all, all these years are actually descendants of the same family from which he comes from, even his own family? Maybe even the Joker. The Joker is actually Bruce Wayne's brother. Wouldn't that make all the sense why they are just so locked into just this dead, you know, dead heated battle to wipe one and the other out, but actually not kill each other? Wouldn't that make all the sense in the world? I mean, yeah, it, I don't know if maybe that makes sense to just me. If somebody else out there it makes sense too, thank God I'm not the only one. But yeah, I, I love this theory. Uh, I want to post it on IG, the little panel where she actually throws out her theory. It is such a good theory and I like it. Uh, we're going to finish up today in the news. Hey, today is June 9th. So you know what that means, right? Loki. That's right. Loki drops tonight on Disney+. Plus. I can't wait to watch this. I am just so hyped for it. Now, I've, I've been debating going back and forth. Should I watch each episode when it comes out uh, every Wednesday? Or do I want to wait until they all come out and then just binge watch them all? So I kind of waffled back and forth, but I decided just today that I'm going to watch every episode when it drops. And then that following Friday after the episode drops and after I watch it once or twice, maybe three, even three times, I'm going to come and discuss it with all of you. And then we're going to break it down and see where it goes together. And honestly, I should have did this for uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier because I liked it just as much. So early reviews are saying that this is by far the best uh, of the Disney Plus shows. I, you know what? If it's better than the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it, hey man, Tom Hiddleston is the executive producer, so I can I can understand it. If it is, it is. Either way, I'm just hyped for it, so I can't wait till it comes out. So yeah, that comes tonight. I want to say it's six o'clock, but it might be a little earlier. But either way, check your Disney Plus app. It'll when it pops up, you'll know it. Uh, I'm right now. I'm gonna grab a cup of water because it's hot. I don't want to drink no coffee today. It is way too hot for coffee. Uh, I want to grab a cup of water, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about under the radar enemy. So here's a little bit of truth. I don't catch everything. I miss a lot. But that is the great thing about having friends and really doing about the podcast. Uh, my friends always clue me in on stuff that I might miss and doing the podcast, I always come across things that I miss, especially when it comes to anime. Right. So a lot of anime that comes out, you know, it goes right to the top of the charts and everybody loves it and everybody and their moms talk about it. But one thing that I do notice is that a lot of great anime kind of falls through the cracks, right? They get missed for whatever reason. They are just maybe they maybe just they just don't tick the boxes of the mass of people who watch anime every season that anime is released. So this year, because of, you know, the pandemic last year, we had a lot more anime released in the uh, winter and spring seasons. So while I was, you know, just trying to keep up with the ones that I were really into and whatnot, I've had uh, a couple of people tell me, hey, did you catch this one? And a lot, not a lot of people are talking about it, but it's really good. You ought to watch it. Or sometimes, you know, I'm on Funimation or Crunchyroll or wherever else I'm watching anime and I'll see something. And I say, "Ooh, hey, nobody's talking about this one. This one looks really cool. Let me check it out. And then I'm watching it. I'm like, hey, 
this is like better than the, you know, the big dogs that they're talking about that everybody and their mom wants to see and uh, talk about. So I decided I was going to make a list of uh, five anime that I thought that have come out in the uh, 2021 um, winter and spring seasons uh, the last couple of months that I think everybody should be watching and everybody should be talking about. So, hey, if you've seen some of these, great you know you're just like me you caught on to something that not a lot of folks are are really watching and they're really under the radar but if you haven't then hey hey man you know you got a few more you can throw on that long long list that you have to get through because if you're anything like me your list of anime uh to watch is is at the very least 15 right because actually my list is longer than that i want to say my list of to watch anime is actually more about 30 i got a lot that i really want to watch um a lot of them I'm waiting for the uh, the seasons to be over so I can binge watch them all at once. It I, I really get into anime so when I ha- so when I have to like wait a week for an entire um, episode I get I get antsy and then I, I tend to lose interest. So I I've I've come to the conclusion that I'll just binge watch whole seasons at a time. It seems really you know anti-social, but hey man, outside of my wife and my kids, I I kind of am anti-social. I, I like being in my house. I like being in the vault. Uh, like being in my man cave in my little corner away from the world and you know i don't i don't mind coming out of it you know to hang out with the wife or you know however long it she wants me to be hanging around and i love playing with the kids out in the backyard i love all that stuff but you know i really like just being by myself like to chill and get the peace you know that you really kind of lose most of us and i like to watch anime and watch movies and stuff like that when i am in my little corner on my couch with my snacks so uh let's get started uh number one on my list is an anime called Mars Red. Now, right from the start, you can hear the title and you're automatically thinking, oh, it's a space opera. No, it's not a space opera. Matter of fact, it has nothing to do with space whatsoever. So here's the story. Mars Red is a vampire story. Oddly enough, it's set in 1923. I believe it was 1923. It should be 1923. And it follows an army unit called uh, Code Zero. And all they're basically doing is uh, fighting the rise of all the neck biters that are starting to pop up. Now, I like vampire stories. It, there's nothing wrong with those. I, there's plenty of vampire stories out there. So maybe this one just got outshadowed and uh, obviously overshadowed and outshined by the other ones. But if you haven't seen Mars Ridge, you should watch it. It is really good. Um, it's it's kind of crazy that this started as a stage reading play before it became a manga. Like just last year, 2020, it became a, a manga, manga. Look, I said the way I said, you said what you said. Uh, manga. Um, yeah, it was a stage reading play and then it became a manga just last year. And I guess the manga took off at some point and they just said, hell yeah, we'll, we'll animate it. Let's, let's, let's do it. And it is really good. There's 13 episodes of it so far. So 13 episodes, yeah, you can binge watch, you can binge watch that, you know, pretty fast in the afternoon. Uh, if you're, if you're anything like me. So yeah, Mars Red is, uh, it's not technically number one, but that's the first one on the list. Now, number two is kind of weird. Let's start off with this. Number two is weird because it's a sports anime. And spoiler alert, I do not like sports anime. I understand that's blasphemy for a lot of people, but hey, I don't, I'm not into sports anime. It's just not my thing. Everybody doesn't like everything. You know, I, well, the only sports anime I like is like boxing, right? Uh, Mega, like I, I've been saying for weeks, Nomad Megalo Box 2 is one of the best anime of the last, you know, last, at least last two years. Uh, and it's really good. So, I mean, outside of that, boxing anime is the only one I actually kind of deal with. And because most boxing anime are actually 
not about boxing. They're about story. They're about the story, about the characters. So I don't particularly watch uh, sports anime, but this one caught my eye because I have no damn clue what the sport was, right? I couldn't even understand how the sport was like keeping track or of points and, and how it's played this and the other. Even after I've looked it up and like tried to read about it, I still can't understand it. I've even watched matches for this sport. Okay, the sport is called Kabaddi. That's the actual name of the sport. The name of the anime is Burning Kabaddi. So this is an Indian, East Asian, full contact sport. And I can't even begin to explain what the sport is. I can't. I've watched full matches, like two or three full matches of it. If you go to the IG page, there is a, a short video and you watch the match kind of play out for a few minutes. I still can't. As like, I have no words to describe what Kabaddi is. I, I'm not going to lie. I can't accurately describe it. I mean, you, you got to see it for yourself. Like, just go to the IG page and watch that little video I put up of it. I, I mean, sort of imagine soccer mixed with playing tag, but no ball. And it's on a really small, like, squash side size court. I, that's the best I can come up with on at the spur of the moment. Just, like I said, just go watch the video. The anime basically follows the main character of him leaving um, soccer at his high school. He's a first year student and he leaves playing soccer because he actually doesn't like sports, but then somehow or another, he really gets into playing Kabaddi. The main character is named uh, Tatsuya Yoigoshi. Um, and yeah, he leaves playing soccer because he doesn't like playing sports, but somehow he winds up liking playing Kabaddi. I don't understand how that works. It's anime logic. We'll just leave it at that. It's anime logic. <laughs> but uh yeah and that's how the whole story jumps off and i like i said i'm not into sports anime but i watched that and that was it's actually good it's actually good so i might start to get into sports anime if not then don't be mad at me i mean like i said everybody doesn't like everything uh, that's got 12 episodes thus far like i said it's a sports anime not my thing but i like it uh it's it's got good animation it's I'm trying to figure out something to compare it to. I really can't think of anything to compare it to. It's just good. Just watch it. Like I said, it's one of these things that are under the radar. That's the whole point of this list. It's called Burning Kabaddi. Uh, Kabaddi is K-A-B-B-A-D-I. Uh, just, uh, just look it up. It's Like I said, go to the IG page. You really should be on the IG page because a lot of the stories uh, in the podcast and a lot of the things I talk about on the podcast, I do little mini blurbs and a bunch of other stuff that I don't talk about on the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you follow the follow the IG page too. All right. So number three on the list, this one caught me off guard because I was looking for something completely different and I thought I had found it, but then it turns out it's not what I was looking for. And this looks better because <laughs> I won't even mention what I was looking for because now it doesn't even matter. I basically replaced it with this, uh, anime called Joran, the, uh, the princess of snow and blood. So, so I'm like, listen, look, if you listen to this podcast, you know, I dig me samurai. Right. I love Samurai. I do, we've talked about this before. So when I caught this anime a few weeks back, I turned it on simply because the synopsis. Honestly, I was looking for something else, but I read the synopsis and thought this was it, but it wasn't. And then when I reread it, I was like, oh, no, this isn't. And I like it. So I stay with it because it's just good. So uh, Joran, the Princess of Snow and Blood, it follows, um, I guess you would call it an alternative history uh, of uh, Japan in the 64th year. Uh, for you uh, historians out there, that's the Meiji era. It's like like 1931-ish, something like that. Um, 
Tokugawa uh, Yoshinobu, he he basically continues the reign instead of uh, in real history. He basically hands it off to a, like a parliament, but he doesn't in this alternative history. He basically stays on the reign and he becomes he becomes more isolationist and he turns the country into an isolationist ideal of a country. Um, and it's all because why? Because they found some technological advancement that they don't want to share. And the country begins to grow and become more tech based. And the tech is called something, the dragon vein. I know that's the, uh, uh, the translation for it. I don't, I'm not even going to try to butcher that word. That's not my, that's not my style. I don't butcher Japanese words. I, I give you the English. Uh, yeah, some technical technological advancement through, uh, some, uh, basically unique elemental energy source called the dragon vein. And um, there are detractors, obviously the, there's always detractors who don't like what the government does. They're called uh, the Kuchinawa. And in order to keep the Kuchinawa at bay and to keep them in check, the government creates what's called the new way, which is basically these people that are infused with this energy source. And it's a little bloody here and there. It's a little gory here and there, but the story is really good. I, I like alternative history stuff like this because it deals with history in general. And it asks the big question, what if this, that, and the other. So anything history based, I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance. And I gave it a chance and it's actually pretty good. Um, they got 11 episodes out. Uh, it's still ongoing. It's got good action. And like I said, a fair amount of blood and gore. So that's always in my wheelhouse. <laughs> so yeah, check it out. It's called Joran, the princess of snow and blood. Now, Next on the list is going to sound weird. This one is basically just funny. That's the only reason I'm watching it. It's the only reason I bring it up because it's funny. It's called Heaven's Design Team. So try to put this in your mind and try to roll it around and try to, you know, try to understand this. So when on the first day, God created the heavens and earth, right? Read your Bible. That's that's how it goes. So what happens when God gets around to making animals and he's like, nah, I got other stuff to do. This is like, nah, I ain't got no time for this. this is, somebody else got to take care of this. So what's the logical thing God would do? He would basically outsource the job to a team of designers, right? Like I said, this is funny. <laughs> it's, it's funny to me. So God comes up with a, a design team called Heaven's Design Team. And um, their job is basically just to come up with the animals and give them names and put them in the earth. So the, uh, the story uh, centers around a guy named Shimoda. He's the uh, mediator between God and the design team. Um, I throw this in the same category of sales at work and sales at work black. If you liked either one of those for whatever reason, you're going to like Heaven's Design Team. It is basically the, kind of the same thing. It gives you information and it gives you historical background and it, you know, it makes it entertaining. It makes it funny. I mean, that's all it's pretty much for. And I think it was a pretty good idea from Jump Street. And I thought it was pretty cool that they actually did that. Um, a lot of people are kind of probably going to be thrown off by the idea that it's religious, but it's not, it's, it's all comedy. It's all funny. It's easy to watch. It's one of those anime that you can, um, you could sit and watch on a lazy afternoon when you're not doing nothing else and nothing else on. And it's like, Hey, Oh, you know what? Hey, uh, I forgot about this. Heaven's design team. Let me run through these episodes real quick. They got 12 of them. I don't know if this is the end yet. It may be the end of them so far. But whatever it is, go watch it. It's it's funny. I I got a I got a kick out of the out of the six episodes that I've watched so far. I got a kick of it. It's really good. Now the last one I, I let me say this: the last one on this list, I think, is criminally underrated because there are only two instances since I've seen the first couple of episodes where I've seen somebody or heard somebody talk about this. 
both times were on Instagram and both times were about, they were, it was one from Funimation who runs the program. And the other one was from the official IG page for the anime. And it's kind of nuts because it's that good. Seriously. The first five minutes of the very first episode, if it doesn't pull you in, I need you to check your pulse. Seriously. It's called Vivi Fluorite Eye Songs. Now, number one, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, what in the hell is Vivi Fluorite Eye Song? I didn't even understand where the title comes from. Most things you can hear the title on an anime and you're like, okay, I understand what they're talking about. Uh, you know, you probably get some gist of maybe what's going on. Cause, you know, like kind of like Mars Red, you think it's a space opera, but it's not. You hear this one and you think that it's like musical, but it's not musical. It has music in it. There's a musical angle to the central story, but it's not really about it's not really about anything that has to do with music. Now, music-wise, it's beautiful music. It is some beautiful animation. It is a beautiful story. It is great. So the whole gist of it is, is that 100 years into the future, AI basically goes out of control and gains. They've already had their own consciousness, but they decided, hey, we've had enough of you humans. It's time to just start whacking all y'all and taking over. Uh. There's a doctor who works on anime. I mean, not anime. <laughs> There's a doctor who works on the um, the automation of the AI, this, that, and the other. So in a last-ditch effort to, you know, basically save humanity, he somehow or another, because they don't explain it just yet. Uh, they haven't explained it that I've seen anyway. He somehow sends a advanced AI back in time to find an AI that is basically uncorrupted from, from future events. And that name of that advanced AI is he calls himself Matsumoto. And he basically is trying to help uh, Vivi, whose real name is actually Diva. Vivi is the name she takes as she um, as she's on this mission with Matsumoto. Uh, she she's basically trying. They're basically together trying to stop the uh, AI uprising by altering the future by seeing he knows what happens throughout the course of the hundred years so he's directing vivi in order to you know stop certain events from happening and maybe that would stop the uprising from happening and so many people being murdered and killed by these by these corrupted uh ai and i thought it was a great idea of a story because basically you're talking about skynet right this is skynet that we had anybody who's a millennial or anybody who's old enough to ever ever seen um I was about to say Predator, not Predator, Jesus Christ. Anybody who's old enough to ever see Terminator, yeah, Terminator, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, knows that, that that's basically the gist of, that's basically the gist of the entire story. Um, entity being sent back in time to stop future events, to stop AI from tearing up and taking over the world and killing off humans. But they do it beautifully. Like I said, the animation is beautiful. The music in it is, is just great. The first episode or two are heart-pounding and and tear inducing i promise you that right seriously they they really are uh the episodes aren't long they're about eh, 24 25 minutes ish somewhere around there um it's easy to digest the story is easy to follow along but you still love the story it's not so overly easy where it gets boring it's enough to where you're like ooh ah you know you'll you really like it i think like i said i think it's criminally underrated it really should have more eyes on it it really should be talked about more um, so if you are looking for something new, that's the list. 
Uh, that last one again is Vivi Fluorite Eyes Song. I want to put the list up on IG later. Please, please go to the IG page. There are plenty of things I've put on the IG page that we never talk about in the podcast. And there are plenty of things coming up that I'm going to let you know what we're talking about. So maybe you can send me your thoughts and I'll, maybe I'll put it in the show. But uh, for now, I am going to go grab some more water because it is hot as hell in the vault today. I should have cut the AC on when I got home from work, but I didn't. Uh, Y'all want to grab some water, and when we come back, we are going to do the last call. So stay tuned. So here we are, we're getting ready to get out of here, and I have some really good news for all of you. So when you listen to this podcast today on this Wednesday, and it is Wednesday, it's the 9th of June, uh, when you listen to it, it's going to be after 4 p.m., but for me, while I'm recording it, it is very, it's earlier in the day. Right now, it is 12.30 p.m., or a little bit after 12.30, but um, the good news is that Disney Plus has already uploaded the episode for Loki. I thought it was going to be later in the day, but it's actually up already. And it says it's 53 minutes long. So I, I'm going to have to figure out how to get the kids to take a nap somehow or another. So I guess maybe I'll take them out for a bike ride real quick. They usually tuckers them out and knocks them out and sends them into a nap. So I'm going to get them to take a nap. I am going to make me a sandwich. Grab me something more than water. <laughs> and then I am going to sit on my comfy couch and I am going to very much enjoy watching this episode of Loki. Uh, I, I like I said, man, with Tom Hiddleston being the executive producer and him knowing the character so so very well, obviously because he plays him, I think it's going to be a really good series. It it very it very well may be better than uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we shall see. We shall see. I am going to go and get everything done and get everything out of the way so I can sit down and watch it. Um, and then I will see you all on Friday and we will talk about this first episode. But until then. You know, man, thank you for thank you very much for tuning in and listening to me prattle on about my, my topic today. And I hope you all tune in again on future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Instagram page. It's the underscore tweakwell underscore pod. So the underscore tweakwell, which is spelled T-W-E-E-Q-U-E-L underscore pod. And just follow the page and keep track of everything because stuff I don't talk about on the podcast I usually update uh, I usually upload videos and little pictures and stuff like that and, and you know I would love for you all to comment and you know get into a conversation with me and you know maybe it'll drum up some ideas and we'll talk about it on the podcast me and the rest of the wolf pack when I get around to getting them back in here and hopefully very very soon trust me it's going to be very soon when I get them back in here um, but until then I hope to hear I hope to hear from you over on Instagram and I hope to hope you keep listening to my my, my voice <laughs> to my voice in the void um, but until then Nikki Rev is waving at me she's tapping her watch telling me to hurry the hell up I don't like to hurry up stop, stop happy watching me <laughs> but but until next time uh, I'm Jake Alexander from Nikki Rev and everybody else here at the vault saying God bless I love you and 